0: Right. Hey, everyone. We are live on the Gen X Voice page. And as soon as that comes up on my um, on my page, um, I'll be able to share that. So thank you all for being a part of this today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share this to Podvcom right now. And we will and I'll wait for that to to go live. I I it says that I can post it but because I have a moderator I'm just going to let him do it. So we'll see how that looks in a second. Um but yeah, so, so this goes on live at 1, right? Or right. so well well 14 minutes, but like I said we have to put it live on my page first okay. so that I can share it to go into the convention Um, In in 15 minutes, well, 14 minutes now, but um, so we're kind of, we're kind of backstage in a sense, if you will. So um, just want to thank everyone for being here. Um, We're about to go live for PodvCon. This is the second time that I've done um, a convention with uh, PodvCon. And um, I'm so excited to have Vicky here, my very good friend who represents the boomer generation and um, we're going to talk about sex because mm. spring break has been synonymous with sex pre-pandemic for for, for many decades, um, but it wasn't always like that. And also, we're going to kind of dissect how our different generations have viewed sex and how um, sex has kind of changed throughout the generations and how it's represented in music, pop music and with younger people, and what are some of the you know, dangers of that? So um, so really excited about that. Again, we're just kind of hanging out, um, doing this right now um, while we're waiting um, for uh, getting entered into the convention. So um, we're just kind of hanging out. How are you doing today, Vicki? I'm doing great. So excited to be here. So happy that you're here and, and just want to throw a shout out. Uh, you and I did a live stream a couple weekends ago on friendship, and I know that that has been requested to go on, um, on the podcast. And so that is going to be part of my project. Um, one of my projects this weekend is I will be, um, working on, I have a new computer and so there's new technology because obviously Mac to PC, all the, um, all of the software is different, and so um, I have to learn a new software because the software that I use for editing audio isn't like GarageBand, where GarageBand allows you to do audio and visual and and, and separate the tracks. It's a whole it's a whole thing. But so Tuesday, um, I'm planning on putting that live, and then you y'all are going to get back to back Vicky because then I'm going to put this um, live stream. Into the podcast, so we'll have friendship the first week, and then we'll talk about sex um, the second week. But that's all that's all happening um, on the podcast for us today. Um, obviously, we're gonna talk about sex. Talk about sex, baby. <laughs> <laughs> talk about you and me. Um, it's really, it's really, it's gonna be fun to unpack this because you know, um, while we're killing time here backstage with with uh, with our Facebook fam. Um, you know, I used to think, gosh, we, we really became so blatant when we talked about sex and music, but then when I thought about some of the music that came out in like the fifties and the sixties and the seventies, um, sex was always mentioned. And I feel like even in the forties and the thirties, it was just done in a way that either wasn't really blatant. So like I the song I just sang by mm-hmm. by by Salt and Peppa mm-hmm. um in the 90s that was um blatant we're wouldn't talking have, about sex.
1: I wouldn't have even known that song if I hadn't just seen a movie with a lot of elderly people in it that were singing it. Um and it was a hoot. But I didn't even know Elderly that. people <laughs> singing no, it was, it was a great movie, great movie. Um but yeah i wouldn't have even known it but yeah you know as a matter of fact going back to the blues and 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 the early days of jazz there were women who had explicit lyrics and mm-hmm. those records never got mainstream but they're coming out now
0: oh wow no kidding okay mm-hmm. yeah i mean and and when you think about it sex is just such a common um i mean it is what makes us animal animals right i mean yeah, we gotta eat, yeah, we gotta drink, yeah, we gotta sleep, Um, but at the end of the day, we are wired to have sex and procreate. Um, Although some of us have opted out of procreation, um, I'm a proud uh, non-procreator and definitely by choice, and I made sure that thanks to bands like TLC and salt and pepa in the 90s and 80s, um, I was a hardcore condom user I only say was because um, it's been a it's been a while because of the <laughs> pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not engaging in any sort of physical contact with any human, uh, <laughs> so um, but um, it is a part of who we are. So it's only natural that we would sing about it and that it would be such a big um, topic, even if it kind of sat in the fuzzy background of humanity. Um, until recently where you've got, we're gonna talk about Cardi B and some of these musicians who um, ha, who use their sexuality to to show power. Um, where, whereas maybe when Vicki and I were coming up, um, sexuality was a little bit more taboo. And if you were showing your cleavage, you were obviously asking people to rape you and But incidentally, because I use the R word, I do want to let people know, and I'm going to say this again when we go live in a little bit, Mm -hmm. that this might be a triggering topic for some because we are going to get kind of deep. Um, We're going to talk about things like masturbation. We're going to talk about unwanted advances by men, um, which may even trickle into um, molestation, rape, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure that I put that out there. And, um, and Vicki, help me remember to say that when we go live as well, because right, right. um definitely don't want anyone to be triggered by this conversation.
1: Well, and also there were some young kids um, working with parents. I saw Ermi's cute little girl this morning. So you never know what they hear. And then they will ask later, what's
0: masturbation, mommy? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and we, we always let everyone know, um, if anyone watched the um, opener for Podvcom, this is the pod for pod excuse me. This is not intended for all ages, this conference. It is intended for adults. So there's a lot of adult content, um, people smoking marijuana or jazz cigarettes, um, talking about, um, you know, uh, sexual awareness in other podcasts, like the Blackbird Advocacy podcast talks about you know, thinks there's murder um, podcasts. So there's lots of topics that mm-hmm. definitely if you have young children, I would not recommend you um, watching, having them watch this, right? Um, so anyway, I just wanna say hi to our our, our viewers. We've got some people that have um, popped in um, and, and are viewing us right now. So thank you so much. Just so everyone knows, we are um, hanging out backstage at Podvicon, the spring break edition before we go live in about seven minutes and um, I always like to be just super early and kind of do this you know green room kind of chat with my guests before we do the convention because it's kind of fun and then when we start we're 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 in the groove already kind of thing so yeah
1: good 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 good.
0: yeah hey I like that painting in the back of your room (laughs) by the way
1: that was Victoria's masterpiece when she was six years old
0: Oh, she actually won
1: the Japanese art award for it. Wow. uh, I did a really obnoxious mother thing and blew it up. This is the original, but I blew up poster size for friends, neighbors, teachers, as though they all wanted my daughter's artwork when she was.
0: Oh, I love that. That's
1: adorable. (laughs) Look back and I go.
0: (laughs) I feel like it would be so fun to have you on it on a panel where um, where you where you and and other parents from other generations get together and talk about, um, you know, how you were raised compared to how you raise your kids. That would be a
1: great
0: topic. Right. Because, Mm -hmm. um, uh, got, got some love from some of my admins, uh, telling us good luck. Um, because, uh, I had someone on my Instagram page, um, say, oh yeah, we all become our parents. And I'm like, whoa, um, actually, um, the guest that I had on this past week, he and I, the whole conversation was how as Gen X kids, we were raised completely different than how he's raising his children today. And a lot of it is because of all the violence that mm-hmm. we, we were exposed to in the eighties upon, upon children and so yeah yeah so anyway we're going to talk about sex here we're not going to talk about that stuff but you know, just it is interesting too <laughs> all of it is interesting and all of it is a part of you know um the dynamics of generations and what plays into um just just the differences um and and like so you all might remember Vicky from our very first episode what's in a generation label where we kind of dissected the very thought of generations because Vicky's a younger boomer. So we're going to use that term just because of the podcast. But Vicky relates to people much younger than her, than the older people in her generation. But but interestingly enough, and I, I forgot to say this the last time we talked about this, Vicky, mm-hmm. I actually um, have more in common with people younger than me as opposed to older Gen Xers, yeah, yeah. So we have we we do have um, a period of time where in the 80s I was a kid and they were teenagers, which is really different, right? Um, being a, being a I teenager,
1: think, yeah. And I think you and I have a really cool connection in a lot of intellectual, you know, psychical ways. But when it comes to pop culture, you and I lived on different planets, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely i I really don't get most of your pop references <laughs>
0: <I was just laughs> right saying,
1: because I lived in a whole different world in the eighties
0: but but here's an interesting thing is um I don't get a lot of the pop culture references of today um because I'm not as in in tune to it I don't have the time mm-hmm. um so up until about I don't know maybe 20, 2015 is about when I started realizing, oh i don't I don't think I know all the people they're talking about on this TV show and, and these mm-hmm. references, and so mm-hmm. that's a that's an interesting change of events right there um but yeah, but yeah, so anyway, again, um everyone, thank you so much for um for following for listening, for watching um we're backstage at podvicon. we're just killing some time. Um, let you all join with us uh, before we go live on our um, podviC Spring Break Edition and talk about sex because I'm not having any because it's the pandemic, and uh, a lot of people shouldn't be having any because they shouldn't be traveling right now. So hopefully this will <laughs> this will help uh, fill that void. <laughs> Sorry. again. This is not a podcast uh, for um, young people. This is an adult podcast. We're going to be talking about adult subjects, and and I'll give another disclaimer when we go, go live in about two minutes. All righty, I'm still
1: trying Woo-hoo. to bring my glare, but I'm not making it so. Oh well, it's because okay. your
0: window's behind you instead yeah, of in I'm front sure of you. Fine, so, well, we can still see your beautiful face, so Alrighty. it's all good. Oh, that yeah, oh, we wait. we we didn't twin up today with our braids
1: no no I I decided to bring out some of
0: my own sexuality and wear my hair down Ooh, <laughs> yeah get it girl well, Ooh, that's, that's give up on everything you know so interesting uh you know hair hair and sexuality um especially because I shaved my head as you know um maybe maybe our viewers don't know but I shaved my head and and immediately began wearing makeup and, um, skirts. And it was really funny. Like I was overcompensating, um, for, for not having hair, which I, I thought was really weird because I didn't think that was going to happen. I, I, I felt like I got rid of my hair to be free of all that and the opposite actually happened. So anyway, so we're, we're going to go live in about a minute. Um, hoping that I did everything. Okay. How old were you when you, shaved your head i had my head shaved for about six years vicky from huh? um from about 22 till 28 well right right around actually not six years now i think about it it was probably more like 21 to the right 24 in the the years, yeah. 25 okay. but yeah i kept it shaved for a long time i have a i have a friend in um in, in, in the UK that, um, we, we, we shared, we shared, uh, the same razor, you know, anyway, so, um, not sure if Hmm. we're live or not, but, um, oh, I was, I I just now posted the request. So we're probably, we're probably just now going to be live. Um, anyway, so yeah, so welcome everyone to the Gen X Voice podcast. I'm your host, Trish the Dish. I'm here with my boomer friend um Vicky Oldani, who you may remember from our um very first episode, What's in a Generation label. So Vicki, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, I'm thrilled. You
0: know it. Thank you so much. So just wanna just want to tell you guys, um, we're gonna be talking about sex. And we're gonna talk about sex between our generations. We're gonna talk about um, sort of, um, you know, vanity, we're, but I wanna give, um, and pop culture and things like that, but I wanna give a disclaimer. Um, this is not um, a, a podcast that's um, for children. Um, we are gonna cover, cover some topics like molestation, uh, masturbation, um, and 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 violence toward women. So um, these topics might come up um, because I don't think that we can talk about sex and sexual awareness among our um, among our generations if we don't talk about those things first. So again, um, just be mindful. This might be a triggering um, episode um, because we are going to talk about um, masturbation, sexual awareness. Um, and, um, and molestation, violence against women, and things like that. Um, but mostly we're going to focus on, um, you know, sex in, in, our, in our different generations. Another thing I want to say is um, I'm so happy to be a part of Pod Con, the spring break edition, which that's why we're talking about sex, right? Because of spring break. Um, but I want to also invite you all to tune in for the whole weekend and next weekend and specifically um, to, to watch other podcasters, to watch all the panels. Um, and I'm hosting a panel on um, next week on a March 20th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm gonna have Anthony Nwaneri, um, who is half of the publishing company, a um, Publishing, that brought you the, the best-selling book, um, Podcasting Made Simple. And we're gonna have a panel to talk about building a connection with your audience. So hope you all tune into that as well. So um, I think that's all I had to talk about. So again, trigger warnings. And um, yeah, let's get started. Let's talk about sex. Vicky.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we, we already right off the bat, I don't know if we're talking about sex techniques as much as our sexuality, but it's it's a big topic. So man, forge ahead and we'll talk.
0: Yeah, we'll see we'll see where going? we go. So um some of the, some of the things that's really interesting about um sex and sexual awareness is that um you know it's 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 different throughout the generations. So um Vicky, why don't you kind of explain um what what, what was sex taboo when you were younger? Was it talked about in your family? Um, what was it like growing up with the awareness of sex when you, were, when you were younger?
1: Yeah, that's great because I really feel like for every generation, you have to kind of look at where did you get your first inklings of it? Unfortunately for me, that was with molestation at the age of four. I would not have known sex existed. Um, and then you hear the F word sometime when you're little and everybody has this very weird vibration about the F word. So as a little kid, I went and asked what it meant, and I got in big trouble for that. So you get this idea very early on, and especially with my parents being the silent generation, mm-hmm. that they were not interested or capable of ever having that discussion and had no intention of it either. They right. had to learn the hard way. They had to learn with experience and Embarrassment and humiliation. Why didn't we have to? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Definitely right. taboo. And even uh, letting family members know about the molestation—that was not anything that went over well. They had no way to handle that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No formal model. No, no instruction.
0: No, nothing. So, um, were you aware that something bad happened to you, or because if that was your first? introduction into sex, um, what, I mean, how did you know that that was sex? Like, was it, did you feel bad inside? Did you feel dirty? What What was that connection that you made? Um, I think
1: I felt ashamed because, and this is gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be really, really honest and I know a lot of people resonate with this, but you know, we are sexual beings. So when someone touches your genital areas, even as a four-year-old, it feels good. So there's this, I mean, I wasn't brutally molested in any way. And my cousin and my sister were in the same setting. Um, But it was the kind of thing where I was not harmed, but I was awakened to the concept of something going on down there way before a child needs to know that. Mm -hmm. You know, and that to me brings up the whole huge topic of consent, because I think that's just super important when it comes to sex. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what it was like for me. But even if it hadn't been that, um, there would have been no no discussion in my generation, not in the 60s. There was a lot of free sex going on out there, but that didn't mean the parents of those people had any idea how to deal with it.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because again, we, we we've talked about this um, in 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 previous interactions that you're you're representing the boomer generation, but you're a much younger boomer than um, than yeah. the other people in your generation. So while there was free sex and love flowing all over the place. You were a bit too young to be a part of the sexual revolution of the right. 60s. Right, I wasn't
1: having the sex, but I was certainly aware that that had become like, ooh, you know, you watched TV, you saw Woodstock, you saw people floating around without their tops on, and you realized you lived in a time that was different. I mean, I didn't know it was different than my mother's, but I knew what was around me, for sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but no one to process it with no one to talk to about it which kind of makes me wonder did you ever have anybody to talk to about sex besides your friends
0: so uh, a little history about me and how i first came to be aware of sexuality is um i was 5 years old and i was really afraid of the neighborhood watch signs right they were really creepy there's yeah. black black yeah. drawing of the guy you know, with the hat you know like a- um, <laughs> and and um and I, I got this talk. It was like my 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 mom and my stepdad decided they were going to divert the attention of my fear to to be the mo- moment they were going to teach me about sex. Oh. Um. And so it was it was a really long conversation. I Remember, the two of them kind of sat in my on my bed and just kind of explained pretty much everything about the penis and the vagina. Um, not the clitoris though. So we want to put a pin in that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, Mm -hmm. um, I was, I was kind of like, so I don't, I don't really recall knowing about sex until that moment, except for I was about five, but this created a whole doorway that opened up to me. Um, I discovered my, my dad's playboys and I was caught, Mm -hmm. um, acting out. The pictures. Um, I didn't feel anything though. So unlike you, I, I didn't have these sort of sexual awareness feelings. I just was like, oh, I want to do that. And then my my dad, my stepdad molested me. Um, and the way that he did was, you know, he had me um, sit outside naked in the sunlight, you know, at five, six years old to get an all over tan like Vanessa Williams, not realizing that Vanessa Williams is a black woman. I'm mm-hmm. never gonna have that tan. But he used her celebrity and and him. this whole thing of her um, you know, posing nude to be this like, you want to be like that. And then he'd make me have showers with him and um and yeah. and, and 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 do uh and do some things with him. Yeah. Um so so again, I and I didn't, unlike you, Vicky, I didn't feel s- sex in my body. I just felt terrible. I felt like it was, I was dirty. I felt mm-hmm. ashamed. And I actually struggled with sexuality for so long after that. It took a long time
1: mm-hmm. to
0: to really be comfortable in my skin, even yeah. let alone sexual relationships. But yeah. Um, yeah. we've got a question here real fast. It says, mm-hmm. um, I've got a question. This is how we use it to give birth to children. Um, So I'm not sure I understand that question, Um, but you're right. Uh, Like sex is how we give birth to children, but I don't think that sex and birth are the same thing. I think there's a lot of roads between sex and birth. What do you think, Vicki? Oh,
1: well that, that, thank you. Because I, I really feel like, the conversation isn't just about if anybody's disappointed that we're not getting into deep sex talk. Um, it's really (laughs) who we are as human beings. It, we are sexual and nobody clues us in on that. Whoever tells you human beings are sexual. They have this incredible energy and therefore also an incredible drive and desire with it. And this is how it happens. And as you get older and, you know, we don't teach kids that masturbation is an option. We're we we we're embarrassed to say the word or we tell them it's wrong. And we don't give anybody that kind of awareness other than that, oh, be careful or you'll get somebody pregnant or you'll get pregnant. That seems to be the only message we get.
0: The only birth control
1: message. Right. But it is so much more about this than the, the sex act. It's about what drives people with such desire and such obsession that it can become paramount in people's heads.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much, by the way, for your kind words to Vicki and I, as we share this experience. Um, Sarah is the host of the Blackbird um, Advocacy podcast, which talks a lot about um, sexual violence on women and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. we love that you're here, Sarah, because we know that this is a big passion for you. Mm-hmm. And as she's echoing you, Vicky, Vicki, yeah. consent Absolutely. is huge.
1: Consent is huge, and and I don't want to take over, but can I go ahead and tell you some of what I've learned about
0: it since oh, I was molested at four? Absolutely. Well,
1: one thing as I got older I didn't realize was that I was boy crazy and obsessive about the idea of sex. Like I said, I couldn't even hear the F word without like being, ooh, ooh, ooh. you know, I was just. taken up with it Mm -hmm. and many many years later I read this proverb somewhere you know and probably in my religious days that said do not awaken love until it desires and the whole proverb was about sex and I began to think isn't that interesting because my whole childhood Trish I got horrible migraines terrible migraines and they were very hormonally driven when I was older and I always wondered if if you are aroused sexually before you consent, and especially as a child before they even have a clue what it means, what does that really do? And how could that have disrupted my whole hormonal life, awakening hormones that were way too immature to be ripe in me um, and giving me migraines very potentially, you know, that that to begin with is like monumental, why you should never ever involve children in sex. It, I don't care what Roman habits of little boys or men who love boys. There's clubs like that all over the world. But a child doesn't have the maturity to consent, nor maybe do they have the physical power to consent. Or the
0: physiology to handle, like you said, the neurons being blasted in their body. Right. Right. So that
1: is just as a child. But think about when we're teenagers and we're we're entering into those years where, you know, we get turned on. We kiss a boy and next thing you know, wow, you know, we're seeing like stars and we don't even we are know awake. That <laughs> I don't even know that could happen. You know, a girlfriend has to tell me what that was that happened to me. Um, but at the same time, just because it feels really good and you're looking for love in all the wrong places when you're a young teenager, that should, uh, boys should be taught. That doesn't mean consent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean consent. It just means when you're young, it's all fun and you're experimenting, but you should never go beyond full 100% safe, enjoyable consent. And I'm sorry, any woman who has sex without joy is not really consenting. She's just Mm -hmm. doing it for whatever thousand reasons you do it. Right, right. Even in a marriage, how many times I've had sex when I didn't feel it, but I love my husband, so I met his need. Mm -hmm. Um, today, if I was younger, I wouldn't do that because that's not good sex for anybody.
0: Right. Right. Well, and that, that kind of opens up the whole realm of, um, you know, that the age old thing that, you know, um, the, the, the wife was there to meet those sexual needs of the man. Mm -hmm. And, um, it is. Oh, and we've, we've got someone who (laughs) quite a time to stumble into Facebook. (laughs) Hi, Hermes. Nice to see you again. (laughs) Well, welcome, welcome here. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all for it. Right. Um, But, um, but, but yeah, definitely. um, We, uh, we have, we've had to work hard as women um, and, and, it's really impossible to talk about sex without talking about gender identity. So um, I, yep. I apologize in advance if I'm if if we stumble into some realms again. Trigger warning: This is not for children. We are going to talk about molestation, masturbation, sexual awareness. I mean, this is mm-hmm. but through our different generations' eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but but we as women have had to historically sort of battle that idea or that identity that, that we are there for the man's pleasure.
1: So and meet his needs. I mean, you can even and meet his know, needs. It's not just pleasure. I mean, there are stories circulating and research done that verifies that, you know, the woman feels guilty because she's actually harming the man by not letting him ejaculate regularly. I mean, you'd be surprised all the bad research that people filter around to, to justify their reasons, you know? Um, yeah, that's really interesting. But, you know, apart from that too, though, and I um, I think it's also really, really an important thing in this conversation that people need, every generation, they need somebody to have these kinds of conversations with. We're not pretending to be experts on sex or sex advice or things like that, but we've all lived in this world. We know how it's uh, obsessed us. We know how it's hurt us. We know how it's how we've loved it, how we've hated it. But who gets to talk about it? My high school Mm -hmm. students, I wasn't allowed to. They wanted to. But I I knew I didn't dare talk about sexuality. Mm -mm. Um, And then as far as whatever gender and whatever sexual orientation, you and I talked about this before. I envision this beautiful world that might be here in 500 years. Hopefully I can come back and see it. I'll be a tree or something. But this world where you teach people when they're young, if someone is super, super sexual, super attractive, the kind of guy that we think is a lech because he loves every woman who comes in the door. Why can't he be a sex worker and teach the poor souls who don't know what the hell they're doing? Why can't he enjoy that? Why does that have to be bad? The same for women, you know? Mm-hmm. There, I've, I've now watched so many wonderful like series on Netflix, Amazon, whatever, on sex workers around the world. And what an interesting attitude many of them have. They really believe they're doing a great service for men who can be really messed up that way.
0: You know, you brought up a really good point, And that is um, that w- because we do have an international audience w- viewing us, um, we are really only able to speak upon our um, American, um, you know, white, Um, middle class and and lower um, class um, experiences. But I wanna take this opportunity to let um, our viewers know that um, any inappropriate um, comments that you make in the chat, um, I've had to block a user uh, just in this conversation for some um, really inappropriate um, comments that he's made to you Mm -hmm. and I, Vicky. So um, I just wanna throw that out there that this is a safe space um, this is not a place where we are asking for sexual advances from any men that are viewing this as a matter of fact this is this is exactly why we're having this is mm-hmm. that we as women should be allowed to have a conversation yeah. like this publicly sure. without you as um as as a perverted human coming at us and saying that they want to have sex with us and um yeah. I, I I will not stand for that. Um, so I just want to kind of put that out there. That again, this is a conversation to dissect sexuality and um because um it is different among the generations. So I just wanted to throw that out there because and it, that was not yeah. acceptable. And our conversation is to
1: help people so that their actions sexually are welcome, not shunned. Who wants to right. be shunned? Right, we all do have a love for our sexuality in some degree, and who wants to be shunned because we don't appropriately know how to advance? You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big part of the discussion too.
0: Right, and I th- we've mentioned before about clothing, just clothing, and 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 how does how does clothing represent sexuality? And um, my my biggest example that I can think of in in our culture today is Cardi B and um and then um tom if i could pronounce his name i would but it's. But um, I will. I will message you um, later and let you know who it is. Tom, thank you so much. Tom is looking out for us. He's our moderator uh-huh. and one of the administ- uh, um, administrators of, of Podvcom. So thank you for allowing us and supporting us to have this safe space. But so so one of the things I've noticed because I, as you know, I work with Gen Z and millennials at the at the university level. And one thing that I've noticed is so I don't know if you've ever watched any Cardi B um, videos, Vicki, but they are very, very explicit, very explicit, mm-hmm. um, you know, soft, soft core porn, I would even say. Um, and, um, you know, I've asked some of the young people, like, what do you what do you think when you see a woman doing that? And their response is she is empowered, Trish. And I and, and I think to myself, Okay, but if you and I did that in public, we would not be empowered. We would be attacked like this gentleman attacked us um, just now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that one's still a really hard one because I don't know either. You know, like, without, you know, none of these stories are going to be the story we're going to talk about at large, but I have a daughter who was seriously sexually assaulted in the Navy, and I don't want to ever have to tell her, stop being so cute Stop being so vivacious. Don't you dare go out in clothes like that after everything has happened to you. That's so unfair. But it's like everything else in life. There is a time for everything, and there is a place for everything. And if I was Cardi B, I'd probably do what she's doing because I'd be a celebrity. <laughs> and
0: I'd get right. Out, you know? But I, think, I think that's part of the... Um... I think that's part of the story that we have to pay attention to is, it's very, it's one thing for Cardi B to be in a safe studio, making a music video, um, you know, with directors and actors and possibly friends and and things like that. It's an, and and, and wear the outfits that she does and do the dance moves that she does. It's a completely different thing for for you or I, and and especially in our different generations, Mm -hmm. to come out in public and dance like that, even if it's at a club, um, you know, and and then never mind the fact that you and I are older, um, you know, aside from a potential sexual, um, you know, sexual violence on our bodies, we could be ashamed for yeah. how old we are. How dare you at your age yeah. wear yeah. Yeah. You know, a song? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's why it's on my bucket list to I've never been comfortable with my nakedness. So on my bucket list, I am going to run through the woods at night with the moonshine by myself someday.
0: Yeah, so the first time I've ever done that. Have you, girl, you gotta do it. And have you have you never gone skinny dipping with your friends? It maybe at midnight. Um, when I was 12, I went to a
1: nudist camp in Germany, a freie Kultur, whatever, free free body culture was the high, idea behind it. And at 12, yes, I did sit in a little rowboat naked, but I was mortified with the experience. It was not a good experience. And that's another thing, our shame of our bodies. I mean, that all ties into it. And, you know, women are just really get a double whammy when it, well, I suppose men do too, because body shame is huge. And that messes people's sexuality up and their whole idea of who they are. And yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, go
1: ahead. So Well, but I I don't want to lose a thought we had a little bit earlier, because one of the things that I have been so, um, oh, I don't know, just preoccupied with in the last couple of years is opening up a forum to give young people a chance to talk about these things that they're really afraid to ask somebody and get good answers. And, you know, it's not a teacher's place, I guess, to teach kids what their parents should, but at the same time. You know there' that's got to grow in our world. we have got to teach kids. And I have grandsons now, and i don't I don't want them growing up with terror and the worst stories and just don't get anybody, you know their their parents are awesome, so they'll do well. But society's not awesome about it. so his will his curiosity make him look like he's a bad kid? Will his, you know, it's like that's so unfair to children, too. They should have that curiosity when it presents itself. they should have some forum to answer it, you know, and and I think a lot of parents that are millennials are doing a really good job doing that. I lost sound.
0: It's because I muted myself. I'm, I'm, i had to block another user. I had to block another person because
1: people Um, people are so (laughs) weird about sex. They think somehow. And
0: that's why I want to do this. Okay. So we've got it. Question from Hermes, and I don't know if you saw um, Rosa and and Sarah really celebrating you, Vicky, and, th- and calling you a wonderful human. That no. um, and and that you should do you should do it. You should run in the woods naked. But Thank Hermes you. asks, <laughs> what impact do you th- do you think the, that porn has had on these upcoming generations? Um, not advocating one way or another. Just curious on your thoughts. Oh, I like that question. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Man, I have a lot to say. Your turn though.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, there was a really great movie that came out in the 2000 teens, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I can't remember at the top of my brain right now. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, Scarlett Johansson and uh, the, the other really cute kid that was in 30 Rock, and uh, I'm sure someone will, oh, yeah, you know. yeah, 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 the guy, the dark haired guy, oh, he's yeah. yeah, and but anyway, it was such a great movie because it talked about how porn has affected men's view on sex, just like um, rom coms have affected women's perspective on relationships oh yeah joseph gordon love it i don't know why i don't i didn't remember i'm getting i'm getting up there you know a lot of a lot of brains um don don john don john don john John, that's it yeah Um, that is but but so uh and i maybe you've seen it hermes because you said it but i think that that is so great we're learning about sex through porn so and 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 to get very intimate here i thought as a young person i mean you know younger not not like when i was a molested child i'm talking about in my sexual activities as a teen and and in young 20s and even in my 30s i'm now 45 so i'm a little older than than these ideas but i thought that i had to perform mm-hmm. i thought that 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 sex was about what is he seeing and what is he, you know what I mean? Right. Instead of what am I feeling? Right. And um, right. and and yeah, it's right. and and Tom, just so you know, I have I have blocked those comments and I took pictures. So because they're names that I can't rec- I I can't pronounce even if I tried. So thanks, Tom, for always looking out for us. But so that's what I think. I think that because we don't allow sex ed in our high schools mm-hmm. and we don't, um, we, we have these parents that are afraid of um, they, cause they've never been, it's never been modeled to them. Right. How do you yeah. talk about sex? Right. So they're not having the conversations. So, so I think porn is dangerous only in that it makes us think that's what sex is. Yes. Yes. And it never shows women masturbating to completion. I might add, Just putting that out there.
1: (laughs) All right, well, um, boy, this is a big topic because porn's been around for um, hundreds and hundreds of years in some form or another. Um, I think, personally, and I also, like you, was um, introduced to Playboy magazines as a child. We found them in the alley. The power with visuals, especially for men, is it turns them on instantly. What I found as a young woman They turned me on instantly too. certain Mm -hmm. kinds of pictures did, which I women are not so much turned down by even a good looking man, not sexually, really, they really need the foreplay and the love and all that. But there were times when pictures like made me feel more turned on than I'd ever had in my whole life. And then I felt sort of ruined by it because I'm like, I don't know if I can even ever duplicate this feeling. This was pretty Mm -hmm. intense. Um, But then you're right, it gives you then, that's where a lot of my body shame came from. I think my whole life, I was pissed off at the universe for not giving me Playboy Bunny boobs. That's all I ever wanted. Playboy Bunny boobs. Can't I have those? Dang it, you know? So you get a bad body image. You don't learn to love yourself. Um, But going back to TV, I think the good parts of porn, and I'm very, I have a lot of opinions about it because I myself would have said two weeks ago I was addicted to it when I was young but now I don't believe that anymore. Um, But I think it has its value. And I know that I watched a show the other day about a young man and woman who had sex the first time and, and he sucked at it and she was really disappointed. And he figured out really quick that he could find out better ways online. And he really taught himself. And they were not just watching a porn scene that he couldn't duplicate. It was finding out what to do I got to tell you I would have loved that sort of information as a young person. Um I think there's the good and the bad to it like everything else with technology, you know. There's there's the really the beauty of you you can be taught and there's so many women who are putting out awesome porn now. Porn mm-hmm. that relates to women. It has relationships in it. It's meaningful. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of benefit to it and to be made ashamed and to be told as a young man this is the worst thing for you. It's better for them to be told. You can become addicted to it and you'll never have a wife who looks like that, but boy, you can learn some good things. Mm -hmm. Use it to serve you, not to become an addict to it. Why can't we teach people that?
0: That's a great point. Mm -hmm. I I love that. I love that. Because I do think that porn is an, an important part of human sexuality for sure. I think that it's, I've had relationships where my partner has shown me what, you know, porns they liked and you know, I, I've contemplated on it, but you know, um, just like you, Vicky, I was born without a without Playboy bunny breasts, mm-hmm. and um, you know, being being a super skinny human my whole life, I didn't have an ass, I didn't have tits and so i was bullied for those things
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um you know and and felt ashamed of my body because it because i look like a man when i'm naked um mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with that there's plenty of people who that they they that they embrace that i didn't know how to embrace that in the 90s no but, you I'm know not. transgender and and um you know being um you know androgynous these are things that were starting to come out so i thought i was bisexual i thought well i must be maybe more geared to being in a relationship with a woman because the men think that I'm, I'm, I'm not sexually, you know, pleasing to them. Um, I found out that was completely wrong too, by the way, that was just a fabrication in my mind because I didn't look like this sort of way. Mm. So that's a whole other, but I mean, the, the thing that, and I'm, I'm going to say something really crazy. And I think it is, um, that it's a shame that we have to modify our bodies. Cause I know a lot of people love body modification and they embrace that, but personally, um, I I I I feel like why can't we just celebrate what we already have and use that to be our power? Yeah. Um. You know to why be- do we have to add more boobs and why do we have to add Italia that we don't have? Why can't we just right. be so sexual inside of our own skin?
1: Right. And 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 taught and sh- and shown all kinds of women who aren't perfect. Which mm-hmm. it, luckily, I mean, I've seen a lot change in my lifetime and. Mm-hmm you know, beginning with Oprah and her Dove commercials and, and the way women are embraced more now in everybody's size is healthy. It's it's time, it's time. We're moving there, we're getting there. We're moving there. You know, even wow. like my deciding to just let my hair go gray, I, I'm i fine with that. I'm tired of, a. I think it comes from patriarchal attitudes that we don't even know about, we never even thought about, but that I have mm-hmm. maintained this appearance where I look good to the men in the world is sort of the idea, but the men aren't even the worst critics. It's me and the women that Mm -hmm. criticize, you know? Mm -hmm. So even things like that are about our sexuality. Why can't we just be happy with who we are even when we grow old? Why do Mm -hmm. we not get to like this? Yes. You know? And why
0: why are you written off now that you're a certain age? Like, oh, she's not having sex. She's old. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: Um, not right. There's another thing I wanted to just throw out that I learned a few years ago. Um, And that was this idea of sexual transmutation. And this was a concept that blew me out of the water. And I just want to throw it out there because I think it might be interesting to people. This idea that we are so full of sexual energy. And the first time I got an inkling to it is that when you're a teenager and your sexual energy is off the charts. And I mean, it's everything in you to stop from having sex. If you can learn to even be with the person you're really you know, think you're in love with and use that energy to put forth your energy into some great cause you agree with some great work that they, the concept behind that was that that kind of energy can be transmuted into work and it's the best of all. Wow. I just thought that was a fascinating thought. So interesting. So for me, I love that. I love that. that. It's not so much about I I feel it or I've lacked it or it's panning out, but it's this is who I am. And in what ways, even in my last part of life, my last 25 years, will I get to experience it in some transmuted new way where it just makes me more powerful in what I'm doing because it's still there. I still really want to learn about my sexuality. I had a friend one asked me, what does that mean, you want to have an affair? And I'm like, no, not at all. It's not about so much the act as it is the psyche. Because, you know, what do we really mean when we say good sex? Do we really, really mean that person's techniques were off the charts? No, it means I like that person so much our brains were practically fused.
0: Right. 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 Having having almost like a spiritual connection mm-hmm. um, with your partner where time and space have completely evaporated and you're just understanding each other's bodies and 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 embracing every wrinkle and dimple and hair. And, and you don't see each other as um, a sexual organ, but you see each other as this. This vehicle for pleasure—I don't know—that sounds kind of cheesy. I can't even believe it came out of my own mouth. But
1: no, (laughs) like that person's your camping partner and then the sex partner and the beautiful life event partner. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm.
0: But therein lies a little—it's a little tricky, right? So people like me who are single and and habitual monogamous um, um, people—we—we—we some of us can't seem to find that. And, um, you know, we definitely want to make sure that, you know, there's pockets and times of having amazing interactions with humans. Um, but then, like you said, there's got to be a whole bunch of other stuff. So then you get into the relationship part of it. And what happens when the sex dies, right? What happens when that magnetism and that absolute explosion uh, no pun intended, Um, mm-hmm. of, of, of sexual desire dies off, like, then you're in a whole different realm. And you're, you know, I I I was engaged to a guy once that when he touched me, my skin crawled, we used to make out in his pickup truck for like, five, six hours at a time. And we both had our own apartments, but we just couldn't stop Fat you know, it's not right. like we had sex in the check. track, but we were making out, you know, we just yeah. we couldn't just leave each other's body. And then it turned into like I was like disgusted when he touched me. Yeah, that's a
1: whole weird that is a whole weird part of it. And you know, I've been married for 40 years, so right now sex is not a huge thing on our plate at all. Um, because we have changed physically both of us. But it depends on who the person is. I'm not willing to live a life without it. And I'm not willing to live a life without my sexual feelings. And I don't want to all of a sudden be living with my brother instead of the man I adored for so many years and couldn't keep my hands off of just because we both don't have that libido anymore. Mm-hmm. So we had to, we, I have to reevaluate and people who go through life blindly just giving up whatever pleasure because they think they're too old or they don't have the right partner. To me, that's sad because, hey, listen, let's go ahead and talk about it. Masturbation. I I honestly feel like if we were not meant to soothe ourselves as human beings, why would our hands be in such perfect ass, ass you know, we can access ourselves perfectly, men and women. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is. And I feel like, and absolutely to Sarah and my husband and I, really have kind of come into this new place of let's not ignore our sexuality with each other. Let's start, let's start showing our affection more instead of it always ending up having to be in sex. Let's see how much we like to just touch each other still, mm-hmm. and. And then I've done research that it's like humanly healthy to touch people and you need their, their germs and their bacteria and you need their warmth and their smells. And so we're, we're just looking at it all differently and it's not really unpleasant to look at it that way. It's fun to go through the rest of our lives going, gee, you know, we're, we can enjoy each other still and not just turn into brother and sister, you know, who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's again, to me, it's not all about the act. And when it is I think, too, we can find such a great love for ourselves and an appreciation for who we are as a human being that I think maybe our older age is a good time to explore masturbation mm-hmm. and explore a better mindset. And, to I just don't think anything's wrong. I feel like we should just be taught that our sexuality is good and, and look at it deeply. Go for it mm-hmm. In whatever way, shape, or form you need to. But who's there to talk to people? That's the thing. You got you to right. hope that people will be less
0: freaked out about talking about this. Yeah. And by the way, I've now blocked an, another person, yet another person, um, it, it, because for some reason, maybe this is this is coming up when people Google sex or something, um, but it's really a shame that um two women can't have a conversation like this in an adult way, a very educated way, a non, a non-sexually stimulating way without so honest. I,
1: and probably these guys are hearing stuff. They don't like, who knows, but.
0: Oh but yeah. A that, means,
1: that means it's striking a chord. And you know what? It means that these conversations do need to be had, even if we're getting responses like that. I don't see that as negative. It shows that these men too, bless their hearts should have been taught a better way for their sexual outlet. I mean, we're not trying to be titillating. We're not trying to turn people on here. We're trying to talk about what really happens and they don't know an appropriate way to release it. Go, go find some love somewhere else and do it. It's
0: Yeah. And, and we're not, it's exactly, yes, Sarah, we, we need to do this more often because it obviously triggers, it's, it's a triggering thing for people who don't understand that you're not going to have a healthy relationship with sex if you don't have these conversations. And and I'm sure a lot of men that are watching right now already know this, but we want to talk about this as women. We want to have these conversations. We want to know what you're thinking as well. Um, because that's the only way that we can progress in all this and keep it from being taboo right. and um, you know scary. But anyway, we got to wrap up a little bit. Do you, do you have I any? Have yeah. Well, can I and, just respond
1: to our person who just said this is disgusting? Let me challenge you. Oh no, no,
0: no, Tom, Tom, man, it's disgusting that oh, those people. people were commenting. Okay,
1: good, good. But for men yeah. who think it's inappropriate to talk about masturbation, I feel sorry for men more than anybody. Little mm-hmm. boys discover their penises feel good way before we have discover anything, mm-hmm. and they should be taught to be kind to themselves and not hate themselves and be guilty for that. I still feel that's part of their sexuality, and they could be taught. Hey, you always got that because you never want to do it without consent when you're older.
0: Right. right? Wow, I love that. I love that, yeah. and I just want to give a shout out to the men listening right now to Tom Hermes. You guys have just been. So wonderful because it, it's it's so great to see men allow women to have these conversations without being you know perverts or demeaning. So yeah, let's give it up to the awesome men because Is our time really over. It really is. We've got two minutes. Okay. So well, mm-hmm. yeah, big topic, but We're hey, not have, us have spring break. Yeah. We couldn't have spring break, so we thought we'd talk about sex. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, just want to um, remind everyone. That um, you can um, you can hear more conversations with me and Vicki. she's she's one of um, a recurring guest on the Gen X Voice podcast, um, especially because we love talking about things through our different generational lenses. And um, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook group, um, and find us wherever, find find me wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, and I hope you stick around for there's so much more to come for this convention. Um, we've that got is. a true crime panel. We've got um, all kinds of great podcasts. And hopefully, what you're doing is you're you're finding some some new passions, some new podcasts. And just one more thing, love to read this out loud. They're not men, just a couple boys trying to scream and shout, ladies, keep going. And thank you ladies for taking these steps yeah. that need to happen, bravo. You much, much love, Hermes, much love, much thank love. Thank you. All right. Anyway, guys, have a wonderful convention. V- Vicki, I love you so much. You're oh, my too. sister from another yeah. generation yeah. Um, because we all know that generations really don't mean that much when it comes to love and friendship. So yeah. everyone have a wonderful day and uh, peace out. Bye. Yeah. Privilege. Thank you. Mwah. Thanks for listening. And if you think this is worth listening to, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Be kind to each other, listen to each other and let's stop being separated by our differences I don't want to be an army one.